0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're just getting started with a brand new series, Three Cosmic Messages. We've noticed in our first part of the series, Jesus wins. That's the most important lesson of all. But today, a moment of destiny. This is a vital series in these last days of Earth's history. So, welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Welcome to the team. Good to be together again. I'm excited about this series, and I believe God is going to bless people around the world in amazing ways. I'm also excited, by the way, because Brittany is going to be leading our study today. In fact, folks, in this series, we will have 12 different teachers because we're wanting to inspire you wherever you are around the world, and I'm thankful I'm one of them. But uh, we're Mm -hmm. all working together to share this powerful message. We've also got some remote team members with us. want to welcome Shayna. Good to see you, Shana, from up there in Maine. And Travis, good to see you again. Glad you're with us. Mm-hmm. And Addison, good to see you. Glad you're with us for our study today. But I just want to say we're thankful that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. We're always so excited to hear from you. In fact, I'd like to appeal to you to write to us today, yes. SSHOPE at Hopetv.org. Share how you're being blessed through an interactive study of the Word of God, or maybe you're leading a group and God is blessing you, so we'd love to hear from you. By the way, I've got a free gift for you, so don't forget to remind me. But right now, Albert writes from Malawi, and Albert writes and says, I like Hope Sabbath School. There is a unity in the group. Now, we don't always have exactly the same ideas, do we? but we're united in our mission. Yes. Yes. Albert says you even allow team members team members to lead the study. Here we go. Mm. Yeah, here that we is pure Christianity, he says, yeah. training others to be leaders oh, right. just like Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful that we're able to do that, Albert, and we're glad you wrote to us. And I'm very excited in this series on three cosmic messages that will have a great number of our team teachers sharing the Word of God with us. Well, Barb writes from Wisconsin in the United States of America. She says, I watch Hope Sabbath School every Friday evening, and I enjoy it very much. God bless you all as you continue to minister for Him. Amen. 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 Well, Barb, thanks for writing to us from Wisconsin. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School. Here's a beautiful note from a donor in Louisiana. That's in the southern part of the United States. Please accept this gift to be used to continue Hope Sabbath School, the donor writes. Actually, a donor couple. We enjoy watching Hope Sabbath School on Friday evenings and on Sabbath mornings. Keep up the good work. God has blessed us this year, and we are happy to send some extra blessing to Hope Sabbath School. (laughs) God is good, and we're (laughs) thankful to Him. Thanks for the work you're doing to spread the Word of God and a gift of $200 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. I want to thank you, donor couple in Louisiana. And each one of you were all part of a great miracle of God. You can go to hopetv.org slash donate or go to our website, click on the donate button and we're thankful for your support and for your prayers. One last short note from Tennessee in the united states thank you so much for hope sabbath school and for the scripture song we listen every week right don and cynthia well thanks for writing to us don and cynthia and yes we do have a new scripture song you can download a free copy from our website and the sheet music we're going to sing from revelation chapter 15 3 to 4 but before we start singing Remember I told you we have a free gift for you? And I'm so excited. Pastor Mark Finley wrote a book called Three Cosmic Messages, and he has given us permission, along with Heart Books, to provide a free digital copy for you as our Hope Sabbath School family. You could go to Amazon and buy it if you want to, but, but it's a gift to you. And I want to thank Pastor Finley and Heart Books for making that available. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen and you'll be able to receive a free digital copy. I really want to encourage you to do that. It's wonderful extra reading as we're studying about the three cosmic messages. But right now, we're going to sing our theme song. It's touching to my heart because it's a song of Moses and the Lamb that we will sing. I don't know what the tune will be, but I want to thank my wife for giving us a tune right now that we can sing together. Please sing with us.
1: Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just as are your ways, O King of the Saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your
2: name?
1: Who shall not fear you, are your works Lord God Almighty just and true are your ways O King of the Saints for all nations shall come and worship before judgments have been manifested. All nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested.
0: series is so important. We want to begin with prayer. Brittany, we're excited you can lead us in our study today.
3: Let's pray together.
4: Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much that we can call you our Father. And it's all because of Jesus. Because, Jesus, we thank you for coming to this earth and living and dying for us so that we can be a part of your family. And we just pray for the Holy Spirit to be with us now as we study your Word that you would just guide us closer and closer to you, dear Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, have you ever found yourself in a moment of destiny? I read a story about a man who found himself in just the right place at just the right time. It was in New York City, and he was a construction worker who had been in the Navy as a veteran and was going to work that day in 2007 And as he was on the subway platform, he was waiting for the train to come, and he saw a young man suddenly fall on the ground having a seizure. Well, he tried to help the young man keep him from causing any harm to himself. The young man got up, and he fell down the platform of the train onto the tracks. Mm. The man named Wesley Autry saw this young man on the tracks, looked down the tracks and saw a train coming, Mm -hmm. and in a split second he dove over the man, covered him on the tracks, and held him down as the train passed just inches above their heads. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that happened to the two of them was that Autry, who saved the young man's life, got a little grease on his cap. Mm. But that was a moment of destiny, right? A moment where in split second, you have to decide, am I going to risk my life for the life of another? Or am I just going to stand here and watch the inevitable take place? Mm -hmm. Well, that was a physical life that was saved. In our study today, we're going to learn about our eternal destiny and that moment that each of us get to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And we don't know when our last moment may be. So as we study today, let's keep that in mind. We may have the opportunity in a split second to save someone physically, but how much more can we share the gospel to save someone's life eternally? Mm -hmm. Let's open our Bibles today and we're going to look at two verses and we're going to compare them together and then discuss them. The first one is in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. And I'm going to ask Lalika if she would start us off with that passage. Revelation 14 verse 6, please.
5: I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of the heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue and people.
4: Thank you, Alika. We're going to compare this passage with the gospel commission from Jesus in Matthew 24 and verse 14. And I'm going to ask Stephanie if she would read that for us in Matthew 24 and verse 14.
6: And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come.
4: Thank you, Stephanie. Now, I want to ask the question, what choice of eternal consequence do we have to make um, from these verses that we've just read? What important decision um, is being presented? Yes, Jason.
7: The opportunity to accept this gospel, the everlasting gospel, or the gospel that's being preached to all the world, Mm -hmm. as it says in both Revelation and Matthew there.
4: Yes, Mm -hmm. so the gospel is being preached, and we can choose to accept it, like Jason mentioned, or we can choose to reject it. Right, God has given us freedom, as we studied about in our last lesson. This freedom of choice, right, um, and the gospel is going throughout the world, but we have to make a decision. Addison, please share with
8: us. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, it just reminds me of, I believe it's a passage from Deuteronomy where God says, "Look, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, and this is really a matter of eternal destiny." As the gospel is going out with power. Uh, this is an opportunity to choose life in Jesus, choose the winning side, uh, because again, there is no neutrality in this great controversy.
4: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Addison. Now, we're going back to Revelation 14 because we're going to see that even in the language that God uses to convey this message to us, there are some key words that help us see some urgency in this message. So, we're going to go to Revelation 14 again, and we're going to read verses 6 and 7 this time. And I'm going to ask Nicole if she would read that for us. Revelation 14, verses 6 and 7.
9: Sure, and I'll read from the New International Version. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in the mid-air, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give Him glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water.
4: Thank you, Nicole. So, anyone who sees a sense of urgency in these verses? Yes, Rodney. Mm -hmm.
10: Brittany, I see words or phrases or terms like uh, flying in the midst of heaven. Mm -hmm. So, flying uh, intimates speed, like it has to go out very, very quickly in the midst, meaning you can't miss it. I see Mm -hmm. words like to every nation, tongue, and people. Mm -hmm. There are lots, there's, there's just language of urgency written all over those two verses.
4: Yes, thank you. So someone flying um, and going to all the nations, tongues, and peoples. Shana, would you like to add to that?
11: Yes, and the fact that uh, the angel is speaking with a loud voice, that indicates a sense of urgency because if I'm whispering something, you can't really, it's, it's you know, not as as urgent as if I'm saying it with a loud voice. There is There is some Um, action that that loud voice should propel. Definitely. So Mm -hmm. we see flying,
4: we see all the nations, we see a loud voice. Sabina, please share with us. I think
12: especially when it says that the hour of the judgment has Mm -hmm. come. So Mm -hmm. the angel, the
4: message most important he has to announce is that the hour of God's judgment has come. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So there's words saying judgment has started, judgment has Mm -hmm. come. Right? So, if we're living in a judgment time, um, you know, if we're brought before a judge, that's kind of an intimidating kind of experience at times, right? Something that we don't look forward to. Um, but here, the Bible is telling us, God is telling us through this message, we're living in a judgment period. There's this period of judgment taking place. And if we keep reading in Revelation 14, we see the context is this is before Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. And so this message needs to go to the whole world and there's this urgency. Um, Why is there an urgency in this message? We've identified the key words there that help us understand this is very urgent. This is very important. But why is it so important? Yes, Travis.
13: You know, as uh, we read those verses, I'm, I'm just thinking how many times I've been reading the Gospels and how many times I read the words and Jesus cried out. And almost all the time when you hear those words in the Gospels or read them, it's because the people he's addressing have a misunderstanding of his love towards them. And I, so I just feel like this message of this urgent cry, this loud cry, is God crying out um, to the world uh, and letting them know that he loves them and and uh, to take away the cloud of misunderstanding that the world has about their Creator, God. Mm.
4: Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Travis. Yes, dear. I
0: just want to really affirm what Travis said, because sometimes people think that God is out to get us, you know. Mm-hmm. But but back to Jesus, cries in a loud voice, If anyone thirsts, come to me yep. and drink. Yep. And here the loud voice is saying, this this conflict is almost over Mm -hmm. and I want you to make a a choice of eternal consequence Mm -hmm. to spend eternity with me so I I think that's really important this loud voice is a loving call Mm -hmm. not a not an angry call yes Mm -hmm.
4: thank you so much for Mm -hmm. Travis and Derek for emphasizing that for us Mm -hmm. now the next question that I have for the team is are we saved by our choices or by the gift of Jesus and his sacrifice for us? It's kind of a trick question.
9: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole? I would say both, honestly, mm-hmm. because we could not have um, eternal life without the gift of salvation that Jesus gives us. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is not going to force us to make that choice. So we have mm-hmm. to, on our own, make that choice to choose him and to choose his gift that he gives us in order for us to be saved. This yes. mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so it yes. is both, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, without Jesus' sacrifice, there would be no choice. Mm -hmm. We would have no opportunity to choose life, right? Um, And so, well, without Christ, there's nothing for us, no hope. Mm -hmm. But because of Him, now we can choose. Mm -hmm. Do we want to accept Him? Do we want to spend eternity Mm -hmm. with Him? Mm -hmm. Or do we want to be with Satan? Do we want to have death, right? Mm -hmm. Like we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the winner. Whose side are we going to choose,
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
4: Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to hear from the team. When did you first make that choice or that decision to accept this gospel, to accept that Jesus actually died for you personally? Anyone willing to share when they first made that decision? Yes, Harold.
14: Well, I mean, let's see here. I got, I got baptized twice. <laughs> the first time I did not understand God's love. The second time, in 2009, that's when I really appreciated and understood like, wow, how amazing God's love is. But the other thing is that I have to make a daily commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a verse in Hebrews that says, you know, don't harden your heart if you hear His voice. I mean, the Holy Spirit convicting you mm-hmm. or leading you or wooing you. Like always be attentive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and accept every day.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
14: that's my goal is every day to accept Jesus.
4: Thank you, Harold, for sharing your story. Yes, mm-hmm. uh,
10: Rodney, please share with us. Addison used the word earlier, neutrality. There is no neutrality in mm. God's um, government, and I can relate to that 100%. The year, the, to, to answer your specific question, the year was 1997, mm. and prior to that, uh, Brittany, I was, I, I was brought up in the church, mm-hmm. and as Addison said, neutrality. I was trying to be neutral, one, one foot in, one foot out, and clearly that didn't work. But in the year 1997, I'll never forget it, that was the year that God impressed upon my mind that you, make, you need to make a decision for me. Mm-hmm. And I did. Praise and um, from then until now, clearly I'm not perfect. Far away from it. Please pray for me, Brittany. But, <laughs> <the> point, <Yeah. laughs> but from that point on, I decided that I will make my calling and election sure. I will follow Jesus all the way, and he has been helping me along that journey. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you so all much, right. Rodney. What a, a beautiful testimony that um, we can be raised in the church and we can become complacent, Mm. uh, and we need to make a decision. The Holy Spirit is working on our hearts. Are you going to choose what you've learned and grown up with, or are you going to reject it? And we have to decide. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Um, Yes, Shana, please share with us.
11: So like Rodney, I was born and raised into this faith. Um, But (laughs) as in Rodney's story, um, I kind of have a similar experience where It was uh, going through the motions. Yes, if anyone asked me, I'd say I'm Seventh-day Adventist. Did I really know what it means? No, but um, as I was prompted um, through seeing my mom's faith, I was kind of urged to explore it for myself. Mm -hmm. And in studying and getting to know Christ for myself and realizing the extent of his sacrifice that he made for me, and even in studying his law, I'm like, there's nothing that's bad about choosing the right way. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And and the only things that come from it are good and positive things for my life. So, why would I choose anything else? It, it, this just makes sense. And so, that's when I decided to choose Jesus for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Shane. I want a beautiful testimony. Amen. And Sabina, please
4: share your experience with us.
12: So, my story is a little bit different than Shane and Rodney because I did not grow up in our church Mm -hmm. and even though I had had some sort of Christian upbringing I never really understood what the Bible meant when it was saying that Jesus was the Lamb of God that takes the sin away from the world Mm -hmm. and when I was 15 actually 14 years old my father got very sick and one day I entered inside my bedroom and I made a prayer asking that the one true God whoever he were he would show up to me Mm -hmm. and I committed that day my life to the, the God of truth. And it was a long prayer, about one hour I said I was going to give my life to Him, to follow Him, and also wanted Him to give meaning to me, committed to, you know, uh, follow even as a priest of whatever was His religion, however it looked like. And then after a year or so, after many people that God used to bless me and to guide me to Jesus, I understood that the one true God I had committed my life to already was Jesus. And Mm -hmm. then I made a prayer of confession Mm -hmm. to Jesus. And by then Mm -hmm. I was 15 years old Mm -hmm. and never regret, never look back, Mm -hmm. just progressing, looking forward to see Jesus coming again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. Beautiful testimonies. Thank you, each one. You can see each one of us has a unique testimony, right? Um, We didn't all come to know Jesus the same way. Um, But we'd love to hear from you. Please share with us, write to us, your testimony of when you first made that decision to follow Jesus and how your journey is going today. Well, as we continue our study, we want to look at how Jesus refers to Himself in the scriptures. Sometimes we see Him referred as Jesus, the Son of God. Other times we see Him referred as Jesus, the Son of Man. And we want to look at this and, and what this means for us personally. Let's go to Revelation 14 and verse 14 together. And I'm gonna ask if Addison would read that for us. Revelation chapter 14, verse 14.
8: And I am reading from the King James Version, Revelation 14, verse 14. Bible says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand, a sharp sickle. Mm -hmm.
4: Thank you, Addison. So here we have a picture of Jesus coming in His glory, and He's coming, and we have Him holding a sickle. He's coming to reap, right? Mm -hmm. And we see Him wearing a crown, um, and here it's mentioning not Jesus the King of Kings, but it says Jesus, uh, it doesn't even mention Jesus, but it calls Him the Son of Man. That's Mm -hmm. interesting why does he refer to himself as the son of man and we're going to look at uh, a quick scan of some of new testament verses to help us understand why he may have used that terminology and as i was studying this lesson i learned that jesus actually used the term son of man to refer to himself about 78 times um and so this is um a a phrase that he felt was very important um, for us to understand about him and so let's look at a few of those times we're going to look at matthew chapter 16 as we continue our study about jesus the son of man matthew 16 and we're going to look at verse 27 and i'm going to ask travis to read that for us matthew sixteen twenty-seven.
13: and i'll be reading from the new king james version for the son of man will come in glory of his Father, with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works.
4: Thank you, Travis. We're going to continue in Matthew chapter 24 now, and we're going to look at verses 27 and verse 30, and I'm going to ask Nancy if she would read that for us.
3: Matthew 24, verses 27 and 30, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And 30, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory.
4: Thank you, Nancy. We're going to continue in Matthew in chapter 25 now, and we're going to look at verses 31 and 32, and I'm going to ask Jason to read that for us.
7: The New King James Version says, Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 and 32, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats.
4: Thank you Jason. We have two more verses to read and then we're going to discuss why we think Jesus is referring to Himself as Son of Man. We're going to go to Luke chapter 22 next and verse 69, Luke 22:69. 69.
11: And I'm going to ask Shana to read that for us. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. Thank you Shana. And our last passage
4: on this thought is in Acts chapter 7, verses 55 and 56. Acts 7, 55 and 56. And I'm going to ask Stephanie to read that for us.
6: And the New King James Version says, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens open, and the son of man standing at the right hand of god.
4: Thank you, Stephanie. Wow, this is just a sampling of passages that talk about Jesus as the son of man. But we read in Revelation when he comes back in his glory, he's referred to himself to Jesus the son or he's referring to himself as the son of man. Why do you think that is? Why is Jesus using that phrase to refer to himself over and over again in the Gospels, in Acts, and now in Revelation when he comes back for us? Addison.
8: Brittany, these passages are just full of of richness of truth. And I I love the fact that Jesus is referred to as the Son of Man because it it says that he fully identifies with his creation. It it makes Jesus so relatable and and tangible. Mm -hmm. That's such a wonderful truth.
4: Mm, such a personal God. Thank you, Addison. Travis, please share with us.
13: You know, I agree with Addison. This this is a beautiful concept, or this idea that Jesus is the Son of Man. It seems like most of the verses that refer to him are refer are, are, are about Jesus in heaven. So in heaven, Jesus is our representative. Of course, he was on Earth as well, but then on Earth, he's God's representative. So he's. God's representative on earth as Son of God. He's our representative in heaven as the Son of Man. He's the first fruits of creation Mm -hmm. sitting on the throne. And it's just a really beautiful picture Mm -hmm. of God's personal uh, relationship becoming one of us to redeem Mm -hmm. mankind. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Travis and Addison. What beautiful testimony of what Jesus is trying to portray to us and how we can understand that Jason and then Lalika, share your thoughts with us as well.
7: Yes, building off what Travis said, I noticed that every time we see the Son of Man, it seems to be He on His throne, you know, in this Mm -hmm. very heavenly type thing, which it seems kind of odd, you know, here He is in heaven. Why is He being called the Son of Man? That sounds Mm kind of opposite. But it almost shows the centrality of salvation as not just being something in heaven, but also related to this earth, something Mm -hmm. about us as His special creation. There's something special here that He identifies with even when He's there by the throne of God.
4: Amen. Thank you, Jason and Malika.
5: I agree with uh, all the comments here. I love this part. God became flesh. Mm -hmm. Look at this in uh, in terms of the the whole universe. Everybody seeing all the other beings, and God Himself becomes flesh, and therefore forever identified as one of us. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It's, yeah.
4: it's so hard to wrap our brains around that, right? <laughs> that yes. the God of the universe who yeah. created every little thing and every huge thing, that he would become one of us mm-hmm. and constrain himself to a body like ours. It's amazing love, right? Something that we're going to spend eternity studying about his love and seeing him physically, face to face. It's going to be the best day of our lives,
3: right? Uh, Nancy? I wanted to say that it also shows his humility I mean, he's the king of the universe, and he's calling himself the son of man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he some some people, you know, they get a lot of degrees and they like to list them all. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's you know, it shows your accomplishments. But Jesus, no, he's just the son of man. Mm-hmm. He wants to identify with us. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah, he's
4: so humble. Yeah.
3: Narek, mm-hmm. you wanted to. And,
4: add
0: and to that, and that uh, point, Nancy, about humility—that's yeah. the one thing that. Lucifer, who then led the rebellion of mm-hmm. Satan, yes. did not comprehend
2: mm-hmm. and that
0: was the immeasurable unfailing love of God and the humility of God, mm-hmm. because yes. Satan's saying, "I will, I will i will mm-hmm. and 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 trying to claim mm-hmm. power yes. that doesn't belong mm-hmm. to him yeah. and 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 God is the exact opposite he yeah, yes. c- he comes down, he humbles awesome. himself mm-hmm. um it's it's astonishing, yes, mm-hmm. I don't think, mm-hmm. like you said, we ever get used to, and it was his love that motivated mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. to make that sacrifice
4: that's right. right. Thank you all for sharing. We're going to move on to another verse. We could spend so long just meditating on on how the God of the universe could become one of us, um, but we're going to look at Hebrews, which kind of sums up what we've been talking about. And we're going to Hebrews chapter two, verses fourteen through eighteen. I'm going to ask Rodney to read that for us when we get there. Hebrews chapter two, and verses fourteen through eighteen.
10: And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Verse 18, For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted.
4: Mm. Mm So much encouragement in this passage. It sums up what we were talking about. But here we see he took on our humanity, right? Mm. And it says that he's also our merciful and faithful high priest in Mm. heaven. Like others, like Jason and others mentioned, that he's representing us, Travis said, you know, in heaven. And then on earth, he's representing the Father, right? Um, So we have this God that can fully identify with our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He can fully identify with our struggles. Mm -hmm. And when we see Him coming in the clouds of glory, we don't need to be afraid of Him, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. He is one with us. He -hmm. he took on humanity. I think that's one reason why He keeps using that in all those verses in the New Testament, When He's coming back, it's not a stranger coming back for Mm -hmm. us. It's not a distant God that we've never known. Mm -hmm. It's this same Jesus, the Son of Man who has forever identified Himself with us, that's coming back for us, right? Um, And that just gives me so much encouragement Mm -hmm. um, when thinking about His return. Sabina, please share your thoughts with us.
12: Yes, I love what you were sharing about this making Jesus as someone we are not supposed to fear. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I see Him making a step also of making sure we feel loved and special and that we can approach him without this fear and whenever for instance if you have any experience in which you felt ashamed or you felt hurt or any difficulty the first person you want to look to share about if you want some help is a person that you are not going to feel ashamed of, you're Mm -hmm. not going to feel fearful about, Mm -hmm. someone that can identify with your experience. So the very fact that God knowing our nature and our characteristics that he also, among all the many things he makes for us, one of them is to make sure that we will sense him as a a person with whom we can come Mm -hmm. together and we share in confidence with no fear. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel very uh, loved and comforted Mm -hmm. in his arms and willing to run to
4: him whenever I need. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Savina, Mm -hmm. for that beautiful picture of our Savior. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue in our lesson. And the next part of our lesson is talking about reaping the harvest from the earth. So we saw in that picture of him coming on the clouds that he was holding something in his hand, right? Um, And there's some terminology that we often think of with farming uh, mentioned. And so we're going to look at this a little closer. First, we're going to go to Acts chapter 1 in verses 9 to 11, Acts one verses 9 to 11 and I'm going to ask if Nicole would read that for
9: us. The New International Version of Acts 1 verses 9 to 11 says, After he'd said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven.
4: Mm -hmm. What assurance for the disciples, right? Um, We're going to look at our next verse in Revelation 14 and verse 14. We've read this before, but we're going to especially focus on what Jesus is carrying or wearing when he's coming back in glory. Revelation 14, verse 14, and I'll ask Nancy to read that for us.
3: I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown and his hand and in his hand a sharp sickle. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you, Nancy. So I want to ask team, why is Jesus portrayed as carrying a sickle in his hand? Can anyone, first of all, tell us what a sickle is? and mm-hmm. then why he's portrayed as carrying a sickle, Rodney?
10: Well, I'm not a farmer, Brittany, but uh, a a sickle is a single-handed agricultural tool that is used for harvesting or Mm -hmm. reaping grains. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing uh, symbolism because Mm -hmm. it seems like God is coming back for ripe or... Um, a, a people um, who are actually ready to see him and welcome him welcome his return mm-hmm. so it's an amazing symbolism for us
4: definitely, Jason, would you like to add to that?
7: Yeah, when you harvest there's a right time to harvest and there's a wrong time to harvest. Mm. If your grain is not ripe and you harvest it. Uh, that's going to be unproductive so you harvest at just the right moment when your grain is at its perfect point where then it can be utilized for food
4: Mm -hmm. that's an important principle to think about as spiritually speaking God is coming for people who are spiritually ripe right who have made that decision Sabina I think it's also beautiful that God in his word, he equates the judgment with a harvest
12: Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. harvest is such a beautiful time and season in the universe Mm -hmm. and in nature. Mm -hmm. We all, you know, it's a time of nurturing. We celebrate because we have food, Mm -hmm. because we have fruits and we have all that beauty that comes from the earth spreading that gives us life. Mm -hmm. So for me, I see also as not just as some sort of like the tool that's in something that can be aggressive, right? Like, oh, you see maybe uh, some sort of knife, but no, that he's actually
4: harvesting that for life. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. That's a beautiful picture, a time of rejoicing. Shana, yes. please share with us.
11: It's also consistent with the rest of the scripture when um, Jesus talks about, or when the Bible talks about the pouring out of the latter rain um, to reap that final harvest that will happen right before um, Jesus comes. And the early rain, when the, when the disciples or the early church received the Holy Spirit so that they could go out and and do um, and reach so many people for Christ. And so it's very consistent with the rest of the scriptures too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just think of of even growing plants or or fruit or vegetables that are ready for harvesting. It goes through a process that is sometimes very tedious as a human being to watch Mm -hmm. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting for the harvest but as sabina mentioned when when you finally do get to read this just such a great feeling and moment so i can't imagine like jesus cannot wait to read his harvest thank
4: you for that beautiful picture of god shana now the next part of this passage mentioned that jesus was wearing something on his head we're going to compare that with another part of revelation let's go to revelation chapter 19 and we're going to look at verses 11 through 16 because it mentions more about what jesus is wearing on his head when he comes to, to reap revelation 19 and we're going to look at verses 11 through 16, and I'm going to ask Harold to read that for us.
14: And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was given was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was The Word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in the finest of pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release a the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a winepress. On His robe at His thigh was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Mm.
4: -hmm. Thank you, Harold. There's a lot of symbolism packed into this passage. We could spend the rest of our study looking at each part and what that represents, but we want to focus on the crowns. Um, In Revelation 14, it said he had one golden crown on his head, but in Revelation 19, it mentions multiple crowns on his head, right? Mm -hmm. What is this symbol um, trying to help us understand about Jesus when he's coming back for us?
7: Well, we've talked about how he's coming for the whole earth, and crowns represent like power or persons or dominions and so he's not just taking one person or one country there's a lot of persons from across the globe that he's taking these crowns symbolize all these different uh people he's getting to take with him that he's saved
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful yes rodney and then harold
10: I-, I love this part of the scripture because it gives a contrast to a crown that jesus wore mm-hmm. when he was here mm-hmm. yeah he wore, mm. oh. yeah. he wore a different crown, he wore a crown of thorns mm-hmm. meaning shame, being despised, rejected he did that mm-hmm. for all of us, So that was a contrast then mm-hmm. but here now you see a different crown,
2: Yes,
10: it's a mm-hmm. crown that is one that magnifies him, that shows who he really is, the mm-hmm. king of kings, lord of lords and this is the savior that we talk about at Hope Sabbath School all the time mm-hmm. it's amazing just to see that very, very soon he will show himself for who he really is.
4: Mm, beautiful, Rodney. Harold, please share your. Just thoughts.
10: going up by what uh, Rodney just shared. I mean, I guess
14: in the Greek, it's like a Stephanos. It's a different. It's a type of crown of victory, actually. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was a crown that was normally given in the Olympics um, back, like by the Greeks, that once you won the Olympics, it's like, yeah, you're victorious. And mm-hmm. it is the crown of victory because Jesus already defeated Satan, mm-hmm. and he will be always victorious.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 Beautiful,
12: Sabina. I also want to call attention to the fact that it says that he is dressed with a robe that mm. is dipped in blood. Mm. Mm. So whenever you think of a king or an authority of a person that is dressed in red, even you will think of power and authority and the human aspect of you know the struggles that they get to just maintain their status quo. Well, for Jesus, even as you were sharing before, the sign of his kingship, of his royalty, mm-hmm. is the blood that he drips for us. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's powerful. So to mm-hmm. consider that the crowd that he carries, that the robe that he, he, he puts on is mm-hmm. really his humility. That's what grants him the true power that he has. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow, Amen. beautiful imagery there. And thank you both for sharing, all of you. Now, we want to look at um, that judgment that we've read about. How it's already taken place by the time jesus comes back and we're going to look at a couple of verses that help us understand that concept so let's go to revelation 22 and verse 12. revelation 22 and verse 12. i'm going to ask addison to read that for us
8: and i'm reading from the king james version it says and behold i come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be
4: Mm -hmm. And this is Jesus' words, in some Bibles they're written in red, right, to represent Mm -hmm. Jesus speaking. And He's saying, My reward is with me. Um, And that helps us know that judgment's already taken place, right? You you can't have a reward until a decision has been made. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we see in this scripture. And we also have that heavenly judgment scene that we've looked at before. We're going to go back to that in Daniel chapter 7 because we're going to see that there's a a heavenly judgment that takes place before Jesus comes. We're looking at Daniel chapter 7 verses 9 and 10. I'm going to ask Shana to read that for us.
11: I have Daniel chapter 7 verses 9 and 10 and I'm reading from the New King James Version. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated, and his garment was as white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels burning a fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand and thousands ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened.
4: Thank you, Shana. So from these two verses we can see there's this judgment that's taking place in heaven. We've already read that Jesus is our great high priest and there's many scriptures we could look at that talk about how Jesus is also our judge. Um, And because he's the son of man, we've already identified we have hope in the judgment, right? Um, The verdict has already been made not guilty if we accept Jesus as our savior in that moment of destiny. Now, we want to look at um, just, I want to know from each of you, what are your thoughts about living in this time of judgment before Jesus comes back? Um, How do you feel about that or what are your thoughts about how we should live our lives knowing this, um, that Jesus is doing some kind of judgment work, decisions are being made for or against the gospel and when he comes, that's it. There's no more opportunity to choose, right? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Addison?
8: Brittany, uh, it is solemn, but yet it is exciting when we choose Jesus and, and surrender all to him because he's the winning side.
4: Mm-hmm. That's right. So we don't have to be afraid. We can be excited um, if we choose Christ. Yes, Jason? Jason?
7: this makes me think about my own time Uh, I'm an attorney and when I was studying for the bar exam and as I was preparing for the bar exam which is kind of the ultimate judgment for a law student you know to become a lawyer there was a lot of intentionality I had about my life both in terms of studying and even just in you know my sleep patterns my eating patterns so basically it's important to have a lot of intentionality in what we do leading up to this time of decision if we will
4: Mm -hmm. yeah So in our own lives, we should examine how are we living our life for Christ? Are we focused on Him? Are we spending time with Him? And are we sharing Him with others, right? Um, Because this is the the moment of destiny for someone that we may meet, not just for ourselves. Lalika.
5: We can see in the Bible the time compared to this time with the Israelites was the day of atonement. Mm -hmm. Where they would be in a very solemn um, spirit, serene, and uh, confessing their sins. Mm -hmm. Um, When growing up, I had a a church friend. She said, when I sin, I make sure I don't sleep until I confess Mm -hmm. uh, my sins. So Jesus is now interceding for us Mm -hmm. in the heavenly sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good for us to search our hearts and uh, confess the sins so that He will You know, make it right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before the time when he will pronounce that those who are just stay uh, just and those who are unjust stay unjust. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah.
4: Yeah, So it's a time of reflection, a time of repentance and confession and making sure that we're right with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly right. Now, let's look at the next part of our lesson, the last section, which is talking about how we could either be wheat or we could be chaff. And so we want to look at how we can know which one we are, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a couple of verses we're going to search together. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 15 first, which an angel gives a proclamation there. So, mm-hmm. Revelation 14, 15. I'm going to ask Stephanie to read that for us.
6: And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Mm -hmm.
4: So here's this proclamation, judgment's done, right? The harvest is ripe, people have made their decisions and Jesus is coming back to claim the wheat, which we're going to look at in a parable, but the chaff will not be gathered into his barn. And so we're going to look at that a little further. We're going to actually go to a parable in the Gospel of Matthew. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 3 together and verses 11 and 12. Matthew chapter 3 verses 11 and 12. I'm going to ask Nicole if she would read that for us.
9: Matthew chapter 3 verses 11 and 12 from the New International Version says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandal I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chafe with unquenchable fire. Mm-hmm.
4: So here, uh, John the Baptist is is speaking, right? And we have this differentiation between uh, the chaff and the wheat, right? Um, And what does it mean to be wheat and what does it mean to be chaff? Can anyone explain that to me? Mm. Travis, would you be willing to explain that to us?
13: Well, uh, many times in the Bible, uh, these words are used for um, Basically, this idea that there is um, a threshing floor, so to speak, where there's wheat and tares, or this this harvesting of wheat uh, or grain. And when you a uh, wheat in the Bible is known as someone who has given their heart to God. It is something that God has seed that God has planted and has grown up and matured. And the chaff that's the stuff that's the stuff that's left over. It's the stuff that's no good. So. Um, In other places, it would be known as a tear or somebody who hasn't given or surrendered their heart to Jesus.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thank you for making that clear to us, Travis. So we get to choose right now in this Mm -hmm. moment of destiny um, as we're living our lives day to day. Are we growing up to be wheat or are we growing up to be chaff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And our daily choices can reflect whose side we're choosing, right? If we're choosing the winning side with Christ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if we're yeah. choosing the losing side with Satan. Um, and so, it's a time of reflection, as we've talked about, that we should really take time to make sure that we're right with God, but also, not just ourselves, we can be telling others that they have an opportunity to be right with God. Derek?
0: So I want to challenge us with this thought. When it says, you, you reward rewarded according to your work, mm-hmm that work is that you chose Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That these other works are just evidence Mm -hmm. of that living relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So I I think the reason I mention that, uh, Brittany, is because there are people doing religious works Mm -hmm. who are going to be lost Mm -hmm. because they've never surrendered to Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. as their Mm -hmm. Savior Mm -hmm. and Lord. Mm -hmm. He says, I don't know who you are. They mm-hmm. said, we did all these things. Mm-hmm. So I just want to emphasize for our class that, that, that the vital work is to choose Jesus mm-hmm. as yes. our personal yes. Savior, mm-hmm. to yes. surrender fully to Him. That's right. And, and yeah. then there's other works which will mm-hmm. come. Yep. are just an evidence of that living connection. That's
4: right. Thank you so much, Derek. Well, I want to look at two final passages as we wrap up our lesson together. One is a lament that we find in Jeremiah, which is very heartbreaking when we read it. Um, but we're not going to end on the sad note. We're going to end on the positive note. So, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 20. Jeremiah eight
11: 20. I'm going to ask if Shana would read that for us. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says, The harvest is past, and the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: That's a very solemn and sad uh, proclamation, right? But that does not have to be oh, ours, yeah. right? We're going to look at Isaiah for our final passage today. In Isaiah chapter 55, verses mm-hmm. 6 and 7, mm-hmm. we have an invitation and a choice to make and so let's look at that together Isaiah 55 verses 6 and 7 and I'm going to ask Jason to read that for us
7: the New King James Version says seek the Lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for He will abundantly pardon."
4: Mm. What a beautiful invitation. And I just want to extend that to you. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, we have a, a loving Father who, who recognizes that we are sinful um, and sent Jesus so that we could have one to relate with us. And He says, seek me while I may be found. I will pardon you, and I am merciful. And so, He's extending that invitation to you today. May you make that decision that has eternal impact, that yeah. moment of destiny. May you choose Jesus today. Right. Derek, would you pray yeah. for us?
0: Thank you so much. What a powerful study. We're so glad you joined us for Hope Sabbath School today. Uh, my heart is touched, and, and I realize that lament doesn't need to be said by any one of us. You don't need to cry out, the summer has ended, the harvest is passed, and I am not saved. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, accept that living, personal, life-changing relationship with Jesus, which will then be evidence in the way that we live Mm -hmm. uh, to the honor of His name. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, our hearts are touched as we see how much You love. God so loved the world that You gave Your one and only Son, that the Messiah came to provide a perfect plan of salvation, And God, we believe it is Your desire that everyone would be saved. Tragically, some will not make that choice, that moment of destiny. Mm -hmm. They will turn away. But I pray that no one listening to my voice or those that we love would fail to accept Mm -hmm. Your salvation, Mm -hmm. to spend eternity with You. This is my prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. Don't forget that free gift, that book by Pastor Mark Finley. Go to our website. It's a special gift to you. Keep learning about these in-time messages which will bless your life. And remember that Jesus wins. Stand under His authority as your Savior and Lord today. And then go out and be a blessing to those around you.